Welcome to Reading to Kids podcast. I'm your host, Jenna. And I'm your host, Peyton. And we're here to read to you or with you. We know that sometimes moms and dads don't always have the time or the motivation to read to their kids each night, and we know how important it is. So, on those nights that you're not in the mood, we're going to do it for you. Can't wait to read with you. Good job, Peyton. High five. The Girl in the Locked Room, a ghost story. Chapter 17. Yay. Jewels. At last it was Tuesday. I got in the truck with Mom and we drove down to Maisie's house. Mrs. Sullivan met us at the door and welcomed us inside. She was tall and plump and her hair had turned gray already. It was a wild and bushy un- it was wild and bushy and untamed. I liked her right away. I'm so glad to meet you, Jules. Ma- Maisie's mother gave her a hug. Gave me a hug. Maisie tells me that you love to read. I hope that you enjoy those Crestamonsi books as much as she does. Otherwise, you'll be sick to death of them long before you've read them all. I love them, I assured her. After I read the last one, I plan to read all of them all over again. At that moment, Maisie came clattering downstairs, followed by a little girl, her sister, I guessed, because she looked just like Maisie. Maisie was carrying a suitcase and a pillow. With a huff and a puff, she dropped them on the floor. Hey, Jules, I'm so glad you're here. Are you planning to move into all to the Aldridges? Her mother asked her. Why? Miss Sullivan laughed. You've packed so much. That suitcase could hold two weeks worth of stuff. Maisie looked embarrassed. Well, a person has to be prepared, she said. Sure, By n- you always have to be prepared. That's true. You brought two bags here. I did. <laughs> By now, the little sister was walking around me, studying in great detail. What's your name? I asked. Ellie, she smiled, revealing a big gap in her where her front tooth used to be. They both came out at once, she told me. I tripped over a stupid cat and landed on my face and then swallowed them. Not the cat, it did swallow her, just my teeth. But the tooth fairy came anyways, which was pretty nice of her, don't you think? Yeah. Now, Ellie, Mrs. Sullivan said, don't talk to Jules, don't talk Jules's ear off. Could that really happen? Could I talk someone's ear off? Wow, that would be amazing. Maisie gave her sister a not-too-gentle push. Get lost, Ellie. We're leaving now. Ellie laughed. Don't let the ghost get you. We'll send them to get you, Maisie said. I'm not scared of ghosts. If I see one, I'll hit him in the nose and I'll tell him to scram. Um, you can't hit a ghost in the nose fact because they're literally... Yeah, they're just like a mist. Yeah, they're like literally mist. Yeah. You can't hit them. They, you just go through them. After a round of hugs and flurry of goodbyes, we got into the truck and left for Oak Hill. As soon as Mom parked outside the addition, Maisie jumped out and looked at the old house. She must have been taken taken in every detail: the scaffolding of the workmen had that the workmen had erected, the sagging roof, the shutterless windows, the weeds growing wild. Turning to me, she said, "This is so cool! It's like something from a horror movie. I love it." We watched Mom and we followed Mom into the addition, and I led Maisie into my room. She plopped her pillow down on one twin bed and dropped her suitcase on the floor. Which window is Lily's? I pointed. The one with the little top floor. Oh, the little one on the top floor. Maisie stared so hard I expected the glass to break. Can you see her? Is she there? I joined her at the window. We pressed our faces against the glass and and willed Lily to appear. We even tried chanting her name softly. Maisie sighed. I've heard that ghosts only appear to people who don't want to see them. That could be true. When we first moved here, I was terrified of ghosts. And then Lily came. 
and you didn't think that, and you don't even know, knew she, and you didn't even know she was a ghost at first. And when I figured it out, I wasn't scared of her. Maisie smiled back. Just think, we'll see her together tonight. We high-fived each other just as mom called us for lunch, saying, Dad's made his special grilled cheese sandwiches in Maisie's honor. After one bite, Maisie told him they were just as good as the tuna melts at Mandy's Cafe. Maybe even better. That is a huge compliment, Mom told him. Well, the next time in ta- I'm in town, I'll be sure to try one, Dad said. After we'd eaten, Dad asked if we were ready for our tour. Maisie jumped up so fast that she, knock- that she knocked over her glass of cola. Mom told her not to worry. Go on, she said. I'll clean up. Dad unlocked the door and ushered us into the old house. The crew was sitting on the parlor floor eating lunch. Except for their voices, the building was quiet. As Dad took us from room to room, Maisie stared at the unfinished walls and the rough, roughed-in stairs. She practically sniffed the air for a trace of ghosts. The only thing I smelled were sawdust and fresh-cut wood. Dad stopped at the bottom of the stairs. We have more work on the second floor, but come on up. Uh, but come on up and take a look. The holes in the floor have been patched, so there's no danger of falling through. Upstairs, I walked carefully around several stepladders, but Maisie walked under them as if daring bad luck to find her. We both took care not to trip over tools scattered on the floor and tangled extension cords snaking everywhere. In the corners, piles of trash waited to be swept up. The crew had left their water bottles and sodas and cans all over the place. Peyton, do you think that she brought her key with her? No. Remember she found the key? Yeah, yeah. I wonder if she actually did, but I don't think so. I hope she's in her pocket. Dad took us through six large bedrooms. Each one had its own fireplace and several big windows with views of fields and mountains. Even with the walls stripped of plaster, it was easy to imagine how nice the rooms would have been when Dad's work was done. Maisie pointed dimly at the light, at the lit narrow stairway. What's up there? She asked. (sighs) The hall at the top was dark. I pictured Lily hiding somewhere, her ear pressed to the door, listening to us. Was she afraid of us or eager to see us? Dad shrugged. Nothing that I know of. We've been hard at work on the first and second floor. A few of the men have gone up to take a look. They didn't find anything interesting. Just more dirt and rotten floors and spider webs. Ew. Can we see it? Maisie's foot was already on the on this first step. Dad shook his head. Eh, it's not safe, girls. We haven't, we haven't stabilized the stairs and the floor's weak. Maisie and I looked at each other. Tonight, we'd see that third floor for ourselves. Once we were back in my room, I showed Maisie the key that I'd found in the midden. She examined it with attention to every detail. It's magic, she whispered. I can feel it like something from a fairy tale. Not Bluebeard, I hope. Maisie shuddered and so did I. Neither of us wanted to find a room full of Bluebeard's dead wives. Tonight, we'll see if it fits Lily's door, I said. Maisie, look around my room. Where are those little dolls you told me about? I would love to see them. Oh, I left them in the midden, I confess. They scared me. How can dolls be scary? I put the key back in my box. Wait till you see the bald one, I said.